Jackson. Hey, Zach. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing? I am doing fantastic. It's been a while since we've done this. Yeah, I guess it has. You're right. A couple weeks. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Or a month. I don't remember what we talked about last time. I don't. I barely remember December. If we've ever done this before. <laughs> oh, buddy, you're telling me. <laughs> November and December just merged together into something that was festive and quick. I don't know. Uh huh. Yeah. I, I saw something online that was like, this December is not December, like other Decembers have Decembered. Yeah. And it's true. Yeah. What a 70 hour weeks and. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> you're, this is your, this is your hell. <laughs> now everything's fine. <laughs> Everything is just back to normal and peachy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're going to talk about Spider-Man. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Let some time pass. That's right. So, Hopefully you wanted, you've seen it. If you wanted to go see it, you can go see it. If you weren't part of the $250 million opening weekend, that's on you. That is truly on you. Uh, no Way Home was the probably everybody's most excited movie in a long time. Yeah, probably. Definitely this year. Yeah. I think it was... I was excited to see what they're going to do. Only because I'm a sucker for Spider-Man stuff. But Yeah, it was probably the most excited I had been for a Spider-Man thing mm -hmm. since the first Raimi Spider-Man came out. Which is fair. Or maybe Spider-Man 2, because I was... It pretty was, hyped for Spider-Man 2 at the time. Yeah. Now, we're going to go into full spoilers, because I have a lot of feelings. Yeah. And then we're also going to be planning out... Uh, we each are bringing to the table <laughs> uh, an idea of maybe where they take Holland's next yeah. trilogy. Based on the threat by Sony that they're going to make a new college trilogy with Tom Holland based on where this movie leaves off. Yes. Yeah. We're both going to throw our takes up there. That's right. Likely or unlikely as they may be. Probably unlikely. <laughs> Um, and then we're also just gonna. I am gonna spitball just a concept uh -huh. for what Toby Universe could do mm -hmm. if he wanted to do like something fun over there. Yeah. And then Andrew Garfield is now getting that whole like fans are behind him because they realize how great of a Spider-Man he is because he's not a you know terrible movie. I have so much to say about Andrew Garfield. <laughs> You're not alone. You, so you did great. Uh, so that's what we're going to do. It's going to be fun. I'm excited. Yeah. Now you all know. You can follow along if you want. Yeah. Spoilers. Toby McGuire and Andrew Garfield are in this movie. Yeah. We know. This is on you again. And most importantly, Charlie Cox is in this movie. Char yes. The most wonderful and subtle little way to bring him in. Mm. It was, you could tell it was very much filmed probably like several months ago. And my theater went apeshit. Same. Uh, just when the cane came into the foreground. Yep. Yeah, felt really good. It did. Felt vindicated. It was nice. It was yeah. good to see him still like around. I wonder what they'll do with him. I hope they don't change anything. Just keep his story going. Well, they're definitely going to change. So, I don't know. Have you been watching Hawkeye? Not yet. Okay. That's what I need to do. So based on things that have happened in Hawkeye, I think there's going to be changes to these characters, but they're mostly going to be themselves. Gotcha. I know it's... I know a certain large gentleman appears in Hawkeye. Yeah, yes. So I'm excited about that. Yes. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> yeah, they do they do him justice. I just wish he was in more of it. That's fine. But uh, it's very exciting. Yes. Uh, I can't wait. They these characters just like didn't deserve to die. No. And I, I mean the the Netflix Daredevil is my favorite Marvel mm -hmm. adaptation. Period. Yeah. Like, I love that show. And it's I love great. Charlie Cox. He's perfect. And I love Vincent D'Onofrio. I love everybody in that show. And it's true, yeah. To come back. The entire sporting cast was great. Mm -hmm. um, I hope this means the same for Punisher. Uh, I liked that Punisher. Punisher was the one that I'm like, I'm not positive how you do it on Disney+, Plus if that's what they're going to do. They almost got a... 
I think Dar- he's gonna get washed in the rivers of PG thirteen. I think Daredevil, like you can deliver on Disney Plus. I think what we see with Moon Knight will really give us a hint about how they could do Daredevil as far as tone. Yeah. Um, plus, I, I'm not against lightening it up a little bit. Punisher could just get probably more pulpy. Yeah, but I just like I really like, and they never delivered on this. Yeah. Uh, but in season two of Daredevil, I promise we'll talk about Spider Man in a second. In season two of Daredevil, the apex Punisher moment is him when he goes into that pawn shop and he, to buy a police scanner. Yes. And then he's like leaving, and the guy's trying to sell him other shit, and he's got like porn on VHS like under the counter, and he's like, "What about this one? This girl's not even 13." And he like pauses and he like shakes his head like, "Fuck, now I got to deal with this." And he switches the clothes sign over yeah. and he grabs like a baseball bat. Like that's peak Punisher. Yeah. The perfect Punisher show would be like 10 episode seasons of just building up the shittiest fucking people. Yep. And the, like to the point where the Punisher is not even the star of the show. It's like the Sopranos or the Wire or something like that where just criminals are the star of the show. Yeah. And the Punisher comes in at the end and just fucking destroys them and you're just like, this is great. That's perfect. Yeah. Uh, it almost, yeah, it almost be kind of like, um, not to use his name, but just kind of how Tarantino built up for these terrible people yeah. in... Uh, Hollywood, uh, Hollywood movie. What the fuck? Once upon a time in Hollywood. Once upon a time in Hollywood, and basically they build up where like, oh, these shitty people are gonna get away with everything, and then they just get wrecked at the end. You go, yay, that yeah, was fun. Great. Yeah, but but with Punisher, that'd yeah. be wonderful. Yeah, the Punisher just shows up at the end, and it's every season's an anthology. It's different criminals. Yeah, doing different horrible things, just like human traffickers and yeah, all this shit. We just get random Punisher coming in on the operations, just kind of snippets, so we get, you know, he's not entirely forgotten. But. Yeah, that's what I want. Maybe do it on Hulu so you don't have to use the Disney... They own Hulu. I know. It's perfect. Yeah. It's, I've had a lot of, I've had a lot of why do you do the things you do with, like, the Disney streaming with Hulu, because, mm-hmm. like, um, this is very off topic, but the Lizzie McGuire was going to get a reboot for, you know, people that grew up watching the show. They're yeah. adults now. Yeah. Um, and Disney said it was too adult for them. Yeah. I'm like, you own Hulu. Why don't you put it on Hulu? Yeah. It's weird to me. Well, I think that's something that's, like, very specifically Disney branded now, so it would be weird to... It would be it would be a full marketing twitch, because you're, you're basically taking... It, she was a Disney character, but yeah. you have to understand that demographic's like, you know, they have to go, okay, it's grown up. Yeah. Put it on Hulu. It's adult. She's talking about, like, sex. Like, just full-on own it. Yeah. But, anyway, it's very random. You probably have zero interest in that. No, I mean, <laughs> I would have watched it. <laughs> right? I, I do have a secret theory that the How I Met Your Father... Yeah, I like Hillary Duff's big old butt. I'd watch it. See? Exactly. Dealing with life stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Anyway. Other things that are dealing with life stuff. Spider-Man. No way home. <laughs> Everybody knows he's Spider-Man now. Yeah. They start right when the second one ends. I thought it was... Yeah. No, I thought it was fantastic. Like, I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And all the stuff that could have come across as, like, fan service and kind was, of lame was just like integrated so well and felt so emotionally true yes um and i just thought the writing was really smart yeah. um the way they handled aunt may oh. and what they did there and giving her the great power great responsibility line was fantastic they leaned into no uncle ben and they just said You're right yeah damn she's uncle ben yeah which is fine it's great it was yeah. wonderful yeah although i will just say for all the people who hate Tom Holland Spider-Man and throw that out all the time. There was an Uncle Ben in this universe. He's like, yeah, he's mentioned, right? He had a suitcase that said BJP or whatever mm-hmm. on it. 
in the last one. He has that whole monologue where he's talking to Tony Stark in Civil War, mm-hmm. where they were like alluding to great power, great responsibility. And he's like, when you can do the things I can do, and you don't stop the bad things from happening, they happen because of you. Mm-hmm. So this is a kid that had an Uncle Ben that died. They just didn't want to waste our time showing it again. Which is fine. Same way we don't need to see Thomas and Martha Wayne get shot again. Exactly. Same shit. <laughs> we don't have to watch old people get gunned down the street to get it. Over milk. <laughs> yeah, over milk. Like Andrew Garfield's Uncle Ben. Oh. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, this was... I was going to wonder how they were really going to tie this all together, right? This is a very big... Mm-hmm. We're bringing in villains from all the universes. Here's your Sinister Six. Mm-hmm. Suck it, nerds. Justice for Jamie Foxx, man. Justice for Jamie Foxx. <laughs> he finally got to be a cool version of Electro. I love how they didn't uh, hide away from that. They yeah. were like, man, you look a lot better in this universe. <laughs> <laughs> so that was actually... I don't know if Charlie agreed with that. <laughs> <laughs> He's got pussy problems. Always. Uh, Fred. <laughs> and fucking Willem Dafoe. Stole the fucking movie. MVP. Yeah. The star of this movie. The entire way through. The moment he, like, the moment the grenade drops on the freeway, this turned into a Green Goblin movie. Mm-hmm. Um, God, he can still fucking do it. Yeah. I was reading an interview with him, and, like, they were pitching this movie to Willem Dafoe to, like, get him to sign on. And he was like, I'll do it as long as you promise me, like, it's a real part, not a cameo, and I want to do all my own stunts. Yeah. This man is almost 70 years old. <laughs> He's a maniac. <laughs> He's a fucking rock star. I love Willem Dafoe in everything, but especially in that first Raimi movie. Oh, yeah. The Green Goblin. And I feel like he, like, outdoes himself here. It feels like he had, like, a lot of regrets that he was like, oh, I should have done this differently or this differently. Yeah. And then he's like, I get to be Goblin again? Yeah. Fucking well, and they word. really doubled down on the whole, like, schizo thing with the Goblin that really is a different identity that asserts itself. Yes. Uh, it's really fuck. It's really fucking good. Yeah, they they definitely lean into that for the fact that like he comes back into this world and he's like he's yeah. himself. I love the adjustments they make to his costume to make it a little bit more comic booky. How he ends up in that like purple hoodie. Yep. Gets all shredded up. Yep. It's pretty good. <laughs> it was yeah, just subtle enough where it was you know they they specifically ditched the whole yeah. Raimi look and almost in general. Yeah. Yeah, I did like that he smashed that stupid helmet. Yeah. <laughs> That helmet was rough, especially when you see the other one they had. Don't even get me started. Uh, <laughs> and Alfred Molina back as Doc Ock was was great. Yeah, I loved it. I love him. He did great. Um, he was the previous did a really big thing where it looked like he was going to be more involved yeah. than he actually really was. Well, I like that they paid off on the whole thing with the arms being the villain and not really not him. him. So. They they actually yeah they accurately broke down why they were all bad. Yeah, when they switched out, I thought that was so interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that was like a narrative thrust of this movie. It was like, well, what if we could just like f- help them? Mm-hmm. You know, and they then they're not villains anymore, and that's how you defeat them. And I was like, well, that's great. Yeah. That's something I would love to see in a Batman movie. Uh, yes, that would be a lot of fun to see in a Batman movie. But, God, it was it was just really great. And I was surprised to see the lizard and that they actually got Reese Ephons to come back and do yeah. the voice. And they got Thomas Hayden Church to come back for I mean, Sandman. What, what were they doing? Uh, he's probably just sitting back collecting Wings money. Exactly. Now he gets to collect some more Marvel money now. <laughs> Why wouldn't you say yes? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, Marvel? All right, sure, whatever. I'll do it. Yeah. But most importantly, see our friends, Andrew and Toby. That's right. They yeah. did it. The crazy bastards, they did it. Yeah. My theater went absolutely apeshit. Just like a youth pastor. Just like a cool youth pastor. 
My theater lost their fucking minds when uh, that portal opened up, and you could just tell it was not the normal Spidey suit. Yeah. I wish they had used the original Amazing Suit. I know. I know. It was close. They honestly should have, because when they were all swinging around, it would have helped them stand out, like, so much more. Yeah. Because of those eyes and stuff, but it doesn't fit the timeline. I love that suit. Yeah. That suit's... It's really nice. He got to really shine, like, as Peter Parker, and he's really good. People he's forgot. Great. People he's forgot. He's the best actor to play Spider-Man. Okay. And this is my this is my soapbox for this episode. At even at the time when these movies were coming out, I was so pro Garfield, but I disliked those movies so much. Yeah. No, that that's the best way to describe it. <laughs> the first one I have less of a problem with, I just think they picked the wrong villain. Mm-hmm. And uh the whole like emphasis on the parents thing is stupid. Nobody mm-hmm. fucking cares. Yeah, we don't need them to be spies. Uh, we You're... don't need Peter Parker's parents at all. He lives with his aunt and uncle. Yeah, leave, <laughs> leave it alone, please. <laughs> Love of God. <laughs> but Garfield is so fucking good. He looks like Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. At the time, there was all this shit. It was like he's too good looking or he's too cool to be Peter yeah. Parker. And I was like, well, that's stupid. Because yeah. if you've ever read a comic book, Peter Parker always has like nine women fighting over him at once. He's a very handsome, he's smart like... dude. <laughs> they never said he was nerdy and ugly. He was just awkward. Yeah. He could be good well, looking. He's nerdy, but that's kind of in right now. Yeah, that too. Uh-huh. <laughs> Would Pete Davidson be Venom? <laughs> <laughs> I could very happily never see Pete Davidson in a movie ever. Just thought of that. <laughs> um, anyways, yes, no. So Garfield got to come back. He got to. They. It was just nice because I feel like they truly had no strings. I feel like these just all webs, just webs. But. Um, Specifically Garfield's. I feel like Garfield, you could tell he was almost super constrained with Sony in control. Oh, yeah. And, like, now he's just able to just do his thing. Just be mm. himself. And it was... Yeah. Yeah. He just stole the show immediately. He wanted Peter Parker to be, and it was fantastic. Exactly. And they all were different Peter Parkers. They didn't try to all be the same one. Yeah. It was really sweet seeing Toby again. He really, like, settled into that role. Like, I really bought that it was still him. Oh, yeah. version of Peter. Yeah. And that's where, like, I get really excited for my future ideas for them. Because mm. I'm just like, yeah, Toby is like an older Spider-Man and like, wow, he, he we could see it. Yeah. We could just see, we could have a college one, but then, hey, what does Spider-Man look like in his like 50s? 40s. He's is like 45. Is he 45? Yeah. He's like 50. Did he finally hit that trust? <laughs> Whatever, 45, 50. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I'm going to remind you of that when you're 45. You're going to play this episode. <laughs> just that line over and over again to me. <laughs> Pretend it doesn't exist. Um, yeah, that was fun. Mm-hmm. whole movie just worked yeah and I love how they've embraced that it's a movie almost based entirely on memes at this point mm-hmm. they had Willem Dafoe <laughs> deliver that I'm something of a scientist myself line again yeah which also drove my theater crazy yep same 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 they like, even well, that's they, great they even snuck in the three Spider-Man pointing at each other yeah we got that in there Pretty good um got a lot of jokes about I know how to work as a team yeah are you in a band are you in a band? Avengers? Is that a band? That's cool. I liked uh, making fun of, not making fun, but like really focusing on Tobey Maguire's organic webbing. Yes. <laughs> the they were team. like, just like, what the fuck? They all lost their minds. Like, <laughs> we're not making fun of you. We're just interested because you know, we can't do it. <laughs> Does it just come out of your wrist? <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> yeah. They, uh, and I don't know if you like noticed, I, I almost want to go back and watch the Raimi's, but when he did it, like a little, like his like wrist opened up. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. It's just a little more obvious because you know, it's been a little bit since Raimi's movies. Yeah. Technology's a little nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, Raimi's movies, it's always very confusing to me how the web gets out of the suit. It's almost like you cut a hole. 
Yeah, but there's not a. I know. <laughs> there's not a hole there. I mean, we just don't ask questions. <laughs> he also like when he's wearing a long sleeve, it just kind of comes out of the sleeve too. Like we yeah. just don't ask questions. Once well, he's always wearing long sleeves. Exactly. Got to cover up that weird. Yeah, he's got a weird like. Uh... Web vagina. Yeah, well, it looks like a white. Like he's got a cyst or something mm-hmm. on his. Uh... At least in that first movie. Yeah, in the first one, they showed it off. So. Yeah, yeah that was fun. Uh, everything was great. I love the ending of this movie so much. Oh man. It did everything I wanted Spider-Man to do. Yeah. Because it reboots him. It resets him. It sets him up like nobody knows who he is. Nobody cares who he is. Yep. He is poor. He's alone. Yep. And he's just out there doing his thing. Yep. In a suit that I love. Oh. That suit they give him at the end. Like, it looks a little... I wish maybe they had spent some more render time on that final swing sequence. Me too. Because it really looked like a video game. It almost felt like they weren't sure what the design was going to be. Yeah, I think they were trying to, like, keep it vague. But, like, what you can see of it is great. I got a lot of animated series. It's just Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. (laughs) He made that, and he was swinging around. I'm like, I literally see, like, the animated series right now, and I would fucking... I would lose my mind. Well, that's really what they should do. We'll get to that, though. Exactly. Um. (laughs) Yeah. Almost turn him into a... Yeah, so we will get into that. Um, Anything else? thoughts on this because i just loved every it's probably i really enjoyed it it would be in my top five marvel movies for sure i need to see it one more time but it might be my favorite it mm. might be number one to me mm. they didn't there was not one thing that happened where i was like nah i loved them all i loved every choice every decision yeah i really like dr strange in it yeah dr I, strange i love him when he's in other movies <laughs> he's funny in other movies because he's just kind of wild i've got a lot of hope for um, multiverse of Madness, just mostly because of Sam Raimi. Of but, course. I forgot he was directing that. Yeah. I'm very excited about that. But, um, but we'll see. I just really... I was really excited for that last Doctor Strange movie, and I did not like it at all. <laughs> fair. Uh, I did like how uh, Spider-Man actually was able to get out of some of his traps. Yeah. Like when he punched... The mirror dimension. Mirror dimension, and then when he knocked his like soul out of his body, but then spider the sense, spider was, sense keep... was still like... Yeah, that Going. was great. That the was emphasis on the spider sense in this movie was really great like i love when it goes off when uh, the goblin takes, takes control of yes. osborne again he's just like doesn't know what's going on i love that fight with them in the oh my god that thing was brutal that was great it was like the ending of the first raimi movie yeah yeah he truly just beats the, the shit just out beat of him. the fuck out of him yeah it was great and it, it was nice because yeah it made goblin like he truly is the big bad yeah. like he is he's the joker yeah, yeah. and he oh my god that was very funny. Somebody texted me. I was like, I was getting heavy Joker vibes. And I'm like, oh, I mean. I mean, that's the, yeah. yeah that's the thing. Yeah. That's, they're not hiding it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that was, it was brutal. It was a good fight. Did May, you think they were going to kill Toby at the end when he gets I stabbed? I think he did die. I think that was I a don't. reshoot. I think, oh, okay. I think he originally did die, and then people didn't, I don't like it went too well because they're like ah oh, it's a bummer like you're yeah. all these fun people are back and now we're ending on the sad note yeah i think he i think they definitely reshot that yeah maybe because it was it felt a little too like the pacing was so like but it's just like it, it would have i think it would have taken away a little bit from like may's death exactly yeah maybe that was it too yeah maybe just, just like narratively it's cleaner if he lives yeah i do too, yeah and it and it just opens the doors for other things yeah or nothing but it was also a fun little joke, like, you've been stabbed, right? He goes, oh, I've been stabbed a lot. I've been stabbed. <laughs> Which is fair. Every little bit of uh, interaction between the Spider-Men I thought was adorable. Mm. I loved when Ned is talking to Toby and he has the whole story about Harry Osborn. Just... Did you have a best friend? Yes. He died in my arms. It was very sad. <laughs> after trying to kill me and my girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, after betraying me. After betraying me. 
Oh, uh, yeah, that was great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we had the jokes about how Toby had, like, a back problem. Yeah. Which some that hits, was funny. when he was first swinging, he, like, crashed into the car. Just like, the whole thing when he... <laughs> when uh, Garfield cracks his back. <laughs> them, like, in the science lab together all doing things. That was great. That was perfect. Yeah. Uh, there was just so many little fun... Yeah. Uh, it's a great movie. It's fun. I really give it up for having them have Garfield save MJ when she falls. Oh, that was beautiful. It's such a small, beautiful thing. That actually, uh, that scene ties into what I want to do with his universe. Uh-huh. Because, uh, well, I'll get into it, but yeah. later, um, whenever we get to that. So, because we can talk about, we can literally talk about Spider-Man probably the rest of the entire podcast. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's just so many fun little things that got brought up. So, uh, end credit scene, there's now a little bit of symbiote in this universe. Beautiful way to introduce Venom. I guess. That scene really fucking annoyed me. It, I think... <laughs> me too. But the only reason I think it's the best way is because you get Venom yeah. without having to deal with the mess that is Tom Hardy's Venom now. Yeah. That's that's its own mess. That I can really, just go die. After that second movie, I really fucking hate the Tom Hardy Venom. <laughs> yeah. That thing can just go die. Um, all that matters is there is now the symbiote. Uh, that actually, the symbiote coming in just is a what, little bit of symbiote. Yeah. That's all you need. Mm-hmm. But that's actually the symbiote coming in is what I'm basing Holland's next trilogy on. It is obviously in mine too. Yeah, it's just too perfect. <laughs> I get why they did it too. Um, yeah, because they said Venom's coming, and I was like, God, it better not be Hardy's. Yeah, because that would just be rough. That uh, he, I don't know what they'd even do. So, uh, and then the last, like the real post-credit scenes, was just like the trailer. The trailer, yeah. yeah. And they've done that once before. They did that after Captain America. There's an Avengers trailer. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, which, yeah, looks yeah. great. Doctor so Strange is fun. Yeah, I'm excited to see it. I like the Scarlet Witch. Yep, we get some more Scarlet Witch. I'm excited that Shuma Garath is going to be in the... Now that, is that... They see, like, you see, like, a big, weird Lovecraftian monster with a yes. giant eyeball. That's the real shit. That's, that's what I'm excited to see. <laughs> You're not excited to see uh, Naughty Doctor Strange? I'm going to see him fight some monsters. No, I don't care about that. Um, <laughs> no, I just like... like Doctor Strange is really cool when it's weird. Yeah. Um, and that's what I really want to see. I want it to be like basically a horror movie. I think that's what it's supposed to be. And I just want like strangeness. One of my favorite Doctor Strange comic book movies was from a run a few years ago where he's showing uh, this girl around the Sanctum Sanctorum. <laughs> And she's like, you know, there are snakes on your coffee table. <laughs> and he walks by just like without even breaking his stride. And he goes, do not talk to the snakes. And as they walk by, the two snakes are like, what's up, girl? What's, what's your hurry? <laughs> do not talk to the snakes. And I was like, that's great. That's what I want. <laughs> yeah. And it's very funny because like when, when he appears in other people's movies, I feel like that's what he is. Yeah. Well, that's what's so good about him. Like, strange learning this stuff and getting us into the world is not as interesting to me as, like, other characters that we know having to come into him being like, what the fuck? And him being like, yeah, don't ask. Yeah. That's great. That's There's a blizzard makes... inside the building. Yeah, that's what makes open. I like that Wong is a Sorcerer Supreme now by technicality. <laughs> because he's gone for five years? <laughs> yeah, that was great. Um, okay, so let's go. How do you want to go? Do you want to go first? Whatever you want to do. So just to set this up, we will remind everybody, hopefully you've seen the movie if you're listening to this. Yeah, or else sorry, Realistically, nobody's listening to this, so it's fine. Um, True. <laughs> it's movie ends with Strange recasting a new spell where everybody forgets Peter Parker 
not just that he's Spider-Man, but just nobody knows Peter Parker. He just does, yeah, he doesn't exist. Which, like, really makes me question, like, are there photographs? Like, what does that mean? Mm, but whatever. Mm. Um, Handle that. Yeah, he they... clearly still has, like, a social security card and stuff because he got an appointment. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe it's just a, to a certain point yeah, <laughs> to so, your basic identity. So whatever. But anyway, so he's living by himself in an apartment in Manhattan. And he's out there doing a Spider-Manning. It's just a homemade suit. He's got yep. no Stark nope. tech. He's got no money. He's got no support system, really. Nothing. He's just Peter Parker on his own. Great power, great responsibility. Perfect. It's and the reboot. Where, and that's where we're taking off from. And that is the reboot I wanted for this character. Mm -hmm. So badly. Uh, all right. So you can go You can go first. You're, just okay. probably, you're probably more exciting than mine. You want me to go first? I don't yes. think... I don't know. So my whole thing is more personalized stakes. Um, and I really want Peter Parker... Now that he's, like, been forced to grow up, like, he's left everything behind. He doesn't have his mother figure. He doesn't have his father figure. Um, he's going to, like, really get a hard lesson on, like, a ma like the real world. He has to be an adult. Hmm. Um, so, my the first movie in my trilogy is called Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man. Okay. You have titles. See, I don't have, I don't have titles. Um, Peter's balancing his new life as a community college student living alone in Manhattan and a solo superhero Spider-Man. He's making extra money to make ends meet, tutoring the wealthy Felicia Hardy. And maybe there's something more there. His crime-fighting activities in New York have been getting him attention from powerful new enemies, Wilson Fisk, the Kingpin, and mm -hmm. Lonnie Lincoln, Tombstone who have struck a peace in their war over control of crime in the city to solve their mutual spider problem. Complicating things further for Peter is a new vigilante with her own axe to grind with the mob, the mysterious Black Cat. Story also picks up Matt Gargan, who's finally getting out of jail and has revenge against a wall crawler on his mind. After an attempted challenge quickly goes south, he decides to kill two birds with one stone by paying a debt to the kingpin and strikes up a deal to be the subject of an experiment leading to the creation of the scorpion at the hands of Alistair Smythe, the scientist working for the kingpin. Love it. So, Peter is forced to deal with a darker form of evil than he's used to from men who want him dead, not just out of the way, and must find a way to win without compromising his morality and his promise to temper his great power with great responsibility. I love that. Uh, movie two, Peter Parker, Spider-Man. Peter's life is out of balance. The war between Kingpin and Tombstone is back on and hotter than ever, with both men gunning for each other as well as the webhead. He's also trying to manage transferring to Empire State University and a nascent relationship with well-to-do Felicia Hardy by day and the alluring Black Cat by night. Thrown into the mix is a mysterious black substance that seems to have consciously sought him out after coming into contact at the lab of Alistair Smythe early in the story and then forming a new suit. Spider-Man is faster, more powerful, better able to face the dark forces challenging him, including mob enforcers armed with experimental Smythe technology, the Beetle, and the Rhino. But is he losing himself to the darkness inside? And can, and can his new comrade and guardian devil, Matt Murdock, help bring him back toward the light? The story ends with the return of Matt Gargan, the scorpion who almost killed Peter in their last battle, in an all-out brawl between himself, Hammerhead, the Beetle, the Rhino, and the black-suited Spider-Man. Peter finally rejects the black suit and accepts help from his allies, managing to defeat the mob enforcers with help from Daredevil and Black Cat, and reclaiming his life. But we are teased with the symbiote finding a new host in the vengeful Gargan. Oh, okay. 
Movie three, The Spectacular Spider-Man. Peter's life is finally coming together. He's got a new circle of friends. A chance encounter with MJ goes amazing. He's doing well at Empire State, and he's rocking the Spider-Man game. But something else is brewing. A series of violent attacks are being pinned on Peter that he wasn't involved in. The Bugle has footage of what appears to be the black-suited Spidey seemingly attacking innocent people at random. Now he and his friends are being targeted, and his spider sense is useless to warn him of this new threat. Mac Gargan is bonded with the symbiote, resulting in a new bloodthirsty venom we've never seen before. Can Peter best a foe that knows all his moves and is motivated purely by hatred of Spider-Man, and can help from another universe's lethal protector make the difference? So movie 3 is a crossover with Tom Hardy Venom. Mm. Venom on Venom. Venom on Venom action? Mm-hmm. Uh, I get it. <laughs> I love that. Thanks. I love all that. That's so much cleaner than mine because mine is just kind of <laughs> random thoughts, uh, which is going to make it a little interesting. I love all. I love the introduction to Scorpion. Mm-hmm. I honestly was having trouble thinking of a new big bad. Scorpion's in all three of my movies. Scorpion's great. He's a lot of fun too. He's yeah. scary as fuck. Yeah. Well, they teased him in Homecoming and mm-hmm. then never paid off on him. They so forgot like, about that tease go. too. Give him the. Give him the. Yeah. So we actually have a lot of the same beats. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just introduced. I well, we'll go over mine later. Yeah. But, yeah, that's perfect. And, it's, and it gives me a lot of that animated series vibes. Mm-hmm. Where he's older. Yeah. He's an adult. He's in college. Things are a little bit more, you know, at risk. Yeah. And then I just, I, like, I love the mob war stuff with Spider-Man. And everybody kind of overlooks that with him. No, that was great. Um, and then it's a good excuse to get, like, Daredevil in there. Because I love the Spider-Man Daredevil team up. Mm-hmm. I always think that's fun. It's, um, actually, I'm going to... I have Daredevil in mine as well, and then I actually am going to be substituting one part, one character for Fisk because I forgot Fisk is in this universe now. Yeah, I'm not, that's like so much fun. Um, but yeah, that was great, and the and the yeah the black suit is also in mine as well, and it's just such a fun aspect for him to handle because it is like things are more personal now. Mm-hmm. People are trying to kill him. Yeah. So like, if he's given this black suit, like, of course he's gonna be addicted to the fact that oh, I'm faster stronger mm-hmm. i'm even better now i yeah. need this yeah he's dependent on it mm-hmm. um mine kind of ties into that as well so that was i like that a lot thanks that was great oh my god <laughs> and it's actually realistic too some of those are like very realistic like i could see that being the natural next step yeah well and then like some of it i was trying to figure out like what would they actually do like they will cross him over with tom hardy venom at some point because that's so like I guess it's popular. People seem to really like that fuck those fucking movies. They do, it's very, it's like they, they it's they hate watch them, but they're taking like the hate well, watch. They make a lot of money. That's the thing. People go see them in movies and they go, "Man, that was a piece of shit." Can you believe how stupid that was? Uh, like, well, why are you speaking? Why buying movie tickets for it? I want to go see it. Uh-huh. Um, I have not. I haven't seen a single one. Ugh. <laughs> I can't. That second one was really bad. I've heard. <laughs> I've heard. Like they've ruined two characters that I really love. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that was fun. Okay, so I'm going to go into mine now, and then we can kind of, like, have a... Because there's a lot of similarities. Um, so, yeah, this is basically the first one. I don't have a title for the movie. I liked your titles, by the way. Thank Those you. are great. Those are fun. Uh, but the first one, basically, is there... It handles Stark Tower being bought, finally. Okay. And there's a mysterious new tech guy from out west. Uh-huh. And it's this universe's Norman Osborn. Okay. He is now he is a tech giant who's out in San Francisco, and he he buys a second tower in New York because he wants to have coast to coast. Sure. People aren't sure how he bought the tower. Uh huh. 
So that's where we're going to tie in probably later that Fisk went into business with him. Okay. To help supply like the money to buy something that big, get his operation off the ground. But Peter is now the only one that knows that there was a Norman Osborn in a different universe. Oh, that's interesting. That went bad. Yeah. And so he's constantly like... He's like keeping an eye on him? Yeah, exactly. Okay. People, But he seems like a great guy. He's, yeah. he, you know, he's, he's donating to the community. He's just this really nice public figure yeah. he's coming in he's bringing a bunch of science jobs in he's benefiting back to the city mm-hmm. he's doing all these great things so he's kind of like all right maybe different universes mean different personalities who am i to judge has that kind of conversation sure gets an internship at oscorp okay because he still wants to be a scientist yeah. still going to school um so and then basically we're gonna have we're going to slowly introducing that kind of split personality thing that Norman does have. Maybe he has a little bit of an anger side. A little bit of a temper um, that he has to keep down and that comes up every now and then. Who would you cast as Norman Osborn? That's a very fun thing to think about now. Okay. Because it'd be a whole new... Yeah. It'd have to be somebody, not necessarily like... I don't want like a young one, but you know, like 40s. Okay. He's kind of... He has like a very like photogenic. He's handsome. He's just like... Yeah. You know, he's not crazy like Elon Musk, but he's just like one of those tech guys. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's almost based on Elon Musk, which is very funny. Before um, all this stuff with No Way Home, and I thought they might introduce their own Norman Osborn, my thing was always Matthew McConaughey. That'd be perfect. Something like that. Yeah. Because he can have that, you know, people want to talk to him, people love talking to him. Yeah. You know, he's photogenic. Um, so basically, uh, what we are introduced, um, Oscorp came over to New York, has this new facility, state of the art. Because he's working on a cure for some type of cancer. Mm-hmm. And we don't know really why. We find out that his wife died of that cancer. Mm-hmm. And I'm basically taking, I'm stealing a lot of Mr. Freeze. Mm. With that mentality of, this killed my wife. I don't want it to take anybody else again. Sure. I'm going to do what I have to do to create this cure. Uh-huh. So I'm taking almost Mr. Freeze and put him into like Osborne. For a second I thought, I was terrified you were doing the Amazing Spider-Man thing where he has like monster cancer. No. So no, 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 no. <laughs> Well, son, as you know, we both have goblin cancer. <laughs> it's pretty bad. <laughs> no, 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 not goblin cancer. Just a cancer. Some sort of thing that killed his wife. Mm-hmm. It's now his mission. Um, and what happens is Craven the Hunter okay. comes to New York. Yeah. Because he has seen, uh, because the Daily Bugle is now online, it's all social media, yeah. Spider-Man goes viral. Yeah. Craven the Hunter sees videos of Spider-Man fighting, and he goes, this is the ultimate prey. Mm-hmm. Gets his ass to New York to hunt down Spider-Man. And that is who he has to deal with. Um, he runs into Spider-Man. Spider-Man has this big like big first fight. He's all on his own. Running his own gadgets. Nothing to really help. Uh, and he beats him a little bit. Gets him down. Kraven gets arrested. All that. That's the first one. Mm-hmm. It's a little messy. You're just so, like, smooth. I should have first. <laughs> but that's it. Basically, it's just Oscorp is introduced. Yeah. Osborne is introduced. Yeah. Peter starts interning ship over there, forming a relationship with this Norman Osborne. Mm-hmm. And from that, he almost starts to be like, maybe this could be my new Stark. Maybe yeah. this can fill this void that May's gone, Stark's gone, everybody's gone. Right. This Norman Osborne seems like he's okay. So you start developing that, like, level of trust between each other. Um, and, you know... He starts to work his way up the company, gaining trust from Osborne. We're taking a little bit of Raimi, the fact that like Osborne really like values Peter. He sees yeah. the potential in him. He mm-hmm. sees he's a great scientist. Yeah. And you know, he, he wants him uh, to work for him. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's getting sexy <laughs> like, oh, in here. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> uh, 
Um, and all the stuff with Craven happens. Has his first fight all on his own. He's using some tech from Oscorp to make, make the web fluids. Mm-hmm. You know, he's kind of doing that stuff. Uh, all scrabbing, like scrounging for supplies and things like that. The end credits for the first one is Oscorp has found Venom. They've found the symbiote that's been like basically they getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. It's like been lurching from animal to animals, whatever, it's trying to find a host. Yeah. And it's just getting bigger. And they find it, they capture it, they're studying it. That's the end credits. Cool. And so now we know Peter is in the same place as Venom. That's what the next movie could possibly be about. So Venom is the symbiote is being worked on in the second one. It's all very secret. Peter's just hearing rumors about this suit. Mm-hmm. The symbiote that's like trying to find a host. When it does find a host, it has a brief moment of making that host a little bit stronger, mm-hmm. a little bit faster before it eventually ditches it. You can have like the thing die if you want or whatever to add right. more suspense, but right. it can't find the host it wants because it needs a specific right. host. Um, so we're still... <laughs> I typed this all very fast because I have the cancer cures almost ready. <laughs> so... Green Goblin is close to... Osborne's close to building his cure for cancer. Um, and we're getting to that same point where he's running out of funding. I'm not putting the same twist of the government is going to cancel his project. He's just simply going broke. Yeah. And Fisk is like no longer wanting yeah, to sponsor it. Fisk, yep. Yeah. He has that pressure of you know Fisk needs his share. This is also the animated series. Yeah. That's, I had a lot of the animated series I in my head. Yeah. But Fisk is basically like, where's my money, Osborne? I need my money type of thing. He's putting the heat on him that way. Mm-hmm. So basically, we do follow almost that same line where Osborne goes, I'm going to push this through my own. I'm going to be spending long hours working on this myself. Mm-hmm. You guys can't do it. I'll do it. Yeah. And in that moment of him like constantly working on it, there's a lab accident because he's just getting careless. Sure. He gets infected with whatever this is. Mm-hmm. And it turns out, he goes, I feel great. Yeah. Same thing with Raimi where it's just, I feel fantastic. That yeah, we've I, done it. I did it. I did it. And so he's like, he's telling people, it worked. Look at me. I, I... Nobody believes him. They think nobody's going to fund it. Nobody approves it. He starts losing his mind that way. He goes, why won't anybody believe me? Yeah. I have the, I've done it. His anger starts kicking in a little more. Sure. So he starts seeing the goblin take over. Uh-huh. Um, so at this point, Peter's watching him because Peter's his right-hand man. He's uh-huh. helping him along in this. He's watching him turn. He's starting to see the signs that this is going to happen again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what we do find is that Osborne's facility was actually working on weapons for Fisk. Fisk wanted things like the glider. He yeah, wanted, wanted armor. Pumpkin bombs. Wanted bombs. <laughs> They're not. Pum- I don't think they ever looked like pumpkin bombs, which is great. Just bombs. He's. But basically, what Fisk sees is he sees the fight from the goblin that came into this universe. Yeah. Sees the video of that. And goes. I want that tech. I want that stuff. Yeah. yeah. I want that tech because look how powerful it is. It almost killed three Spider-Man. Yeah. Whatever. He wants it. Do you think the public knows there were three Spider-Men <laughs> swinging around? I don't know. Yeah. I, the only thing I think about with like the Daily Bugle being digital yeah. is you can really use that to your advantage of, like, they had drones. They mm-hmm. saw a commotion going on. They, you know, somebody hired a drone pilot to record. Oh, that's funny. Like, there's a lot of things you can do with it. Yeah. Um, especially because in No Way Home, he's getting, like, more and more funding. He starts, like, in his basement to, like, a studio. Yeah. He's getting, like, bigger. You know what would be fucking awesome is if they saw that and then there was, like, this theory that there is no one Spider-Man. It's, like, a cabal. Ooh. That's, like, the conspiracy theory. They're all taking shifts. (laughs) That's why he's everywhere. Yeah. Yeah? That'd be cool. Um, Okay, so, basically, yeah, we're stealing a lot from, like, the Raimi's mixed with, like, a lot of, like, Mr. Freeze's motivation. Mm -hmm. Um, But basically, at this point, 
Kingpin's all I'm shutting you down. Mm-hmm. Either pay me or you're gone. Yeah. This makes him crack. He's like, you're not going to take this away from me. I'm so close to yeah. getting this cure out to people. He snaps. Goblin takes over. He just starts going after Fisk because it's like everything. That's cool. And just wrecking shop. And like he's not pulling any punches. And Spider-Man sees it, but he's also causing damage to innocence. He just doesn't care. Yeah. Um, and so basically what happens is Spider-Man now has to fight Goblin. He's trying to stop him. But Goblin is so strong that he's just destroying him and destroying him. Mm-hmm. And finally, Peter goes into the lab. He's trying to work on something to help beat Goblin when he remembers Venom. He remembers the symbiote. He goes in there. He knows that it was war- trying to latch onto Host and it makes him stronger for a little bit, but it would reject him. Mm-hmm. And it's always kind of done that thing where it's jumped at the glass at him and we can do that. Yeah. And so he finally just lets it take him over. Uh-huh. And he realizes that's what he needed. This is the closest he's felt to having the Iron Spider suit. The okay. having Stark's t- like toys, he's like, I can do this again. Mm-hmm. I'm, he has his confidence back, and he does. He fights Goblin again as Black Spider-Man suit, and not Miles Morales, <laughs> in the Black Spider-Man suit, and like he does truly like finally take him down. And Goblin flies away and releases Craven. Oh, okay. And so they both come after him in this one, and then I believe that's where yeah he basically that is where the second movie ends is Goblin flies away releases Craven. Mm-hmm. so now we know the third one is going to be both Craven and Venom coming after him or Craven and Goblin huh. okay. so uh, yeah again nice. yours was so much smoother I just collective thoughts thrown down on this notes I like yours thank you <laughs> um, so the third movie now is Spider-Man is in the black suit that is him mm-hmm. um and he doesn't realize how much more aggressive it's making him. He's no longer doing little fun quips. Mm-hmm. He's coming in and he's just brutalizing people. Yeah. And it's just finally people are like, Spider-Man might be going too far. We're having that conversation where people are almost like green with the Daily Bugle. Yeah. Um, because like, I he, told you. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. he just doesn't care anymore. This is where we get Daredevil introduced. Mm-hmm. Murdoch finds him. Hunts him down and goes, what are you doing? Yeah, we both have the same, like, narrative function for Daredevil in our... He needs to be introduced again. Yeah. And, like, the best way to do it is just be, like, coming in as a voice of reason. Yeah. No, I like that he has a relationship with Peter Parker independently. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And even though he's forgotten that Peter Parker is Spider-Man, he's still... Yeah, he's, yeah, he still recognizes what Spider-Man's doing. Yeah. And he goes, you were, you are a symbol of good. Like, you know, you're going too far. Well, then you can have a Daredevil Spider-Man fight. Exactly. Yeah. They probably would too. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, do, do, do. basically, I saw my notes here. But yeah, so basically, yeah, Daredevil and him have a fight. Daredevil kind of learns because of also the sound. If you want to keep that again. They didn't really have, like, Venom's weakness. Well, you kind of have to... The sound and... Yeah. Yeah. That's that's kind of the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Daredevil's a perfect one to use, like, the understand how, like, sound waves can work. That's very interesting, yeah. Because, I mean, it is kind of what he has to do. Yeah. Um, he kind of uses that, realizes it's going to make him weak. He traps him. He finally is able to talk to Peter while Venom's weak. Peter rejects it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in that moment, same thing where Daredevil kind of comes in and goes, I can help you, like, lean on friends. We can be allies. Yeah. And then they kind of team up and they start taking down, uh, they take, they stop Craven, they take down Goblin, mm-hmm. and kind of go there from there. Mm-hmm. At this point now the symbiote is free, mm-hmm. and I have, I was floating the idea of having Brock be introduced as a reporter for the Daily Bugle. Uh-huh. And he's, con- he's like needing to understand so who Spider-Man is. he's shitty. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And he's kind of, he wants to find out who Spider-Man is no matter what, 
make his name, impress Jameson, all that. Mm-hmm. And his obsession with Spider-Man, and kind of, again, falling on Spider-Man 3, but mm-hmm. leads the symbiote to attaching to him because the symbiote is obsessed with Spider-Man 2. And they right. form Venom based on the obsession of Spider-Man. Yeah. That's basically it. And then that can be, at that point, now we have Venom for a whole new series of movies. But I think what this does is this kind of adds Spider-Man coming to terms with he's on his own. He needs to understand how to beat people on his own, and he can't keep relying on things that make him more powerful. He needs to understand the strength comes from within. Right. So, I like yours a lot more. <laughs> no, I mean, we both had the same impulse. With, yeah. Like, yeah. It's It makes sense to use the symbiote to tease him. Yeah, exactly. To show him, like, hey, remember how strong you were when that all that, all that tech and yeah. backup and you could do anything. Yeah, and just the idea of, like, Matt Murdock coming and helping him. Be, somebody who struggled with his own darkness mm-hmm. inside of him. And then also, you can temper the degree to which you use it, but he would just be like, you have to surrender yourself to a higher power. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I'm yeah. Catholic. Yeah. <laughs> let's, talk, <laughs> let's talk about this. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. But... And Peter's like, ah... <laughs> yeah, and for me it was this felt like that I want Osborn introduced in this world again because I think yeah. the world is more fun with the Norman Osborn. Yeah, well, what I always really wanted to do in the MCU was introduce Norman Osborn and then introduce Hammer mm-hmm. as like the new Shield and have him put together the Dark Avengers that they are very clearly building up with like U.S. Agent and yes. Yelena. Exactly, and I think just because there's the Oscorp building. But if you just took over the Stark building, I think it's it's very symbolic. You just don't have to explain that the fact that most, the biggest building there is now Osborne that right. works in that. Um, and again, just I really love that idea of teasing Peter with another almost like father figure that's going to fill this hole that he so desperately needs because he's alone now. Right. Everybody, nobody knows who he is. May's gone. He's alone. Yeah. He's desperate. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes that little betrayal back to goblin taking over it just hurts him so much more yeah and we could just you know he yeah. loses another one and he kind of realizes he needs to rely on himself yeah no it, absolutely my whole thing is i was struggling with like having like an ideal that i was trying to approach but also like i need villains that we haven't seen before i love your villain choices <laughs> i was so upset when i was like fuck those are all good villains i would substitute a lot like i like craven but I he's love, getting his own movie, which sucks. I love Craven, yeah, but he's getting his own movie. And then I like once I committed to the Mob Wars thing, I was like, there's not really a good place to use him. No, I think um, I would substitute Mob Wars for Craven out. What you um, what you had talked about earlier with like a place to use Tobey Maguire, or like what would his Spider-Man four be? If you're gonna have an older Spider-Man, I would just do Craven's Last Hunt. Yeah, that would be almost perfect. Yeah. We flap that, and where I actually have for Toby retiring is everybody wants Miles to <laughs> you know be in Holland's universe. Yeah, I fucking love. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were gonna be black. <laughs> yeah, for like you know the suit, you're always helping poor people. I just assumed you'd be black. Fucking <laughs> 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 a. <laughs> Maybe there's a universe for Black Spider Man. Um, I honestly think Miles Morales is the perfect segue into my Peter world or Tobey Maguire. Peter World. Peter World. Uh, for Toby's universe. Yeah, I agree. Because um, then you could actually kill him. Well, or that, or he just retires. Yeah. Because him, he was talking about him and MJ are still together, and they just yeah. find time for each other when they can. There's too much tragedy in the Raimi-verse, though. you got to kill him. <laughs> Everybody has to die. Yeah. Because um, that would be it. Miles Morales gets bitten. Mm-hmm. 
you know, you find Spider-Man. It's an older Spider-Man. Toby's, you know, over it. Yeah. His character's over it, but still needing to do it because it's just his responsibility. But now it's like there's another Spider-Man out there and he trains him, you know, and maybe it could be Craven's last hunt and they beat Craven together and mm-hmm. he basically just hands him the keys to the city and then we have, we can bring Kirsten Dunst back. Yeah. And just have a cute little like, all right, it's in your, I'm going to go do whatever now. Like, I'm not going to care. The city's in your watch. <laughs> yeah. And like, it would just be a very peaceful way to send him out. And now we have, it opens the door for just Miles to take over that entire universe. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Which has, we have no ties to anymore. Right. You can do anything there. You really do anything you want. Mm-hmm. Um, that'd just be perfect. Yeah, in my opinion. Yeah, I would like to see that. Yeah, because I think I think where they're taking Holland is, in my opinion, I mean, Miles of course can work anywhere. I just don't think he works as well. Yeah. Well, he's not. Yeah, he's not quite old enough to be like a mentor to. Yeah. He hasn't figured his own shit out yet. Yeah. Not even close. <laughs> and that's why I'm excited to see college. Um, you know, Felicia Hardy. I thought you brought her back in because it's the perfect. I love, I love Felicia Hardy. Oh, me too. And it's perfect for her right now. MJ's mm-hmm. gone. Um, yeah, and they're going to MIT. They're going to Boston. Mm-hmm. Right? So, like, they're not even in New York. So. Exactly. That's why I didn't even fuck with those characters. I was like, they're gone. Yeah, they're gone. <laughs> this is perfect for Felicia Hardy. It's a new love interest. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, we're in college. Yeah. See what that's about. Mm-hmm. Um, damn. We'll see. I think that's what they're going to do. Maybe. I don't know. But and then Andrew Garfield's basically was uh, have we could do a third movie and have it be where in his universe he was just had no confidence he couldn't save uh, M Stone yeah he, I want to see what they were talking about where he was talking about how he like wasn't pulling his punches and he was vengeful mm-hmm. I was like I want to see I kind of want to see him do that it could be the third movie almost that entire yeah but I also want to see him come back into his universe with like the reburn like re yeah birth sense of I can do this yeah. I have the confidence again I saved that MJ I wonder if they would just make him the Sony verse Spider-Man that's actually kind of what I was and he can fight Venom. Leto. <laughs> <laughs> he can handle Venom he can handle that Venom yeah. he can handle Jared Leto mm-hmm. and it just poor Andrew Garfield has to take that on though Andrew Garfield's so fucking good he could do it you know what I watched um, after I saw No Way Home is he's in Tick Tick Boom on Netflix. Tick Tick Boom. It's a like musical biopic. <gasps> oh about yeah. Jonathan Larson who wrote yes. Rent. Yes. Uh, it was directed by Lin Manuel Miranda. It looked. It's good. I was the previews look good. I really liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Let's check that out. Cause I like Andrew Garfield. He's fantastic. He was the best part of Social Network. He's amazing. Yeah. He's spectacular. That's some some would say. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I would want him. I want his Spider Universe to just kind of like he talked about. He turned vengeful. He like was yeah. mad at himself. He, um, God, he so he does so much with the little bits they give him. Mm-hmm. It'd be fun to see that. It'd be a wild movie to see like him being Spider Man, him yeah. just beating the shit out of people, and then he just disappears. Yeah, I also have zero faith in Sony, like well, by course. themselves to do anything interesting with. <laughs> yeah, I would. You needed Marvel and Kevin Feige to come in there and be like, come here. Yeah, exactly. Have you ever read, there's a, uh, after the Sony uh, email hacks a oh, few Jesus. years ago, Yes. there was this document that was like Kevin Feige's notes about Amazing Spider-Man 2 and what he thought they should change. Mm. Um, I haven't read that. It was that. like the beginning of their relationship because they like sent him the movie and he watched it and he had, it's like a three page long document. 
Damn. If, like, I would do this. I don't think you need this. Like, what does this mean? Like, all that stuff. And I was just like, wow, fuck, that guy's really smart. That entire last act, what was that? <laughs> well, it starts with, like, I think you should build up Spider-Man more instead of starting with him. Like, get rid of the parents on the plane shit entirely. And then, like, build up um, the opening action sequence so that it's from the Rhino's perspective and Spider-Man enters heroically instead of it starting with, like, a swing montage mm-hmm. for no reason. It's like, if you want a cold open, maybe you take the Harry and Norman stuff. It's just like, it's, it's just like he really understands storytelling. Well, yeah. he does. To me, it blows my mind how Sony keeps messing up Spider-Man. They suck. It, <laughs> they really do. Like, Spider-Man has some of the best villains out there. Yeah. Well, and like, it started entirely with them alienating Sam Raimi. Yeah. And just flushing Spider-Man 3 down the toilet just because they wanted Venom. <laughs> Yeah, it's always been like about bringing as much money as possible, and it's like you don't understand. People pay to see Spider-Man. Yeah, we don't need a Sinister Six. We don't need to build too yeah. quickly to Venom. I don't want to see a Sinister Six movie. No, I don't want to see a Silver Sable Black Cat movie. No. <laughs> like put them in a Spider-Man movie. Yeah, exactly. And it, yeah, we'll see what they do. Yeah. They keep like trying to step back in and be like, "Remember, Spider-Man's ours." Everyone's like, just stop it. Stop. Just stop. Just stop, Sony. (laughs) And they always go, look, Venom's selling lots of tickets. Isn't that great? We could do it. It's like, Venom's a piece of shit. I would love to see a Venom that's, like, really scary and really threatening. And that's, like, what the entire third uh, movie pitch that I put in. It would just all be about, like, a horror movie where Venom is the monster. Which is perfect. That's how you should be. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's what makes, if you ever introduce Carnage, that's what makes Carnage so much fun is... (sighs) He's even crazier. I would never introduce Carnage. Really? Yeah. Ah, man, Carnage is fun. I if hate he's done that right. Shit. <laughs> he's done right. There, I specifically remember the. Uh, I think it's the PlayStation One game. Yeah, where you see Monster Rock at the end. Yeah. <laughs> that it's the was, same, like the same an, fun. level annoyance of annoyance I have with all the Wolverine spinoff characters, like X twenty three and his son Doc, and and just like stop. Hmm. Like, Wolverine's not cool anymore if you make ten other Wolverines. That is true. The only one that was cool was X-23, just because the idea is... I like her. I, that's, like, the one thing about Logan I really like, is I could watch um, that little girl just chop motherfuckers up for hours. <laughs> exactly. She's so adorable. <laughs> well, that's a, it's, it's She's, like, the complete 180, uh-huh. and that's what makes her so fun to me. Yeah. Also, she's... like, the, the moments when she's screaming at Hugh Jackman in Spanish, and he's just, like... <laughs> I need to stop. I, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. Yeah. But, yeah. I, I really like bringing Mob Wars into this. Uh-huh. There's a lot of fun Spider-Man villains that just don't get over, like don't get touched. Yeah, I love Hammerhead. Hammerhead's fun. I love Tombstone. Tombstone's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, It would be interesting to see, though, if your Mob Wars would introduce... That's where we introduce Punisher. No, I wouldn't bring Punisher in. You don't think so? No, because it's too... Like, I he's the one comic book character, because I'm, like, in a place where they get really annoyed when they're like, this movie should be rated R. Like, clearly, the Robert Pattinson Batman should be rated R because of how dark and adult it is. Like, stop. Yeah. Um, but Punisher is, like, the one character where I'm like, no, it should be R-rated. It should be really down-to-earth. What I like about the Punisher is he's not really a heroic character. He doesn't mm-hmm. think of himself as a heroic character. He knows he's fucked up. Yeah. And his whole thing is, like, after I kill all the bad guys, there will still be one bad guy left Mm -hmm. and one bullet left for me to finish the job. Um, Like, he's just this, like, damned, weird 
character and he should really just be off by his by himself but, although talk about the palate cleanser for tom holland spider-man mm, deal with that fucker yeah i mean <laughs> punisher was first introduced in spider-man yeah so that'd be wild like you could do it but i just think it's like a compromise for the punisher that i'm oh yeah i agree that i don't need to make yeah he's it's gonna be one of those weird things where he almost has they have to find a way to tone him down a little bit like he, they can't have that last scene of the first netflix where he just absolutely fucks that guy up i love that where it creates jigsaw yeah. but um i love that i love the ending of the second one too where they're in that like warehouse and he shows up with the two m16s oh, yeah. and then i was so pissed off that it was like we had to have a second season to get to this point this should have been what the second season was oh him putting the skull on yeah god damn it yeah that netflix punisher series is such a fucking cock tease <laughs> like why do you think that you need to tease this out so much like just tell the story put the guy in the suit and tell the story yeah it's like he's not the punisher yet though yeah no that's true it's like, stop it <laughs> just stop what do you think you're doing <laughs> yeah that'd be a lot of fun mm-hmm. i tom holland would be very fun to see get thrown into that kind of more adult shit yeah or like his kid not his kid stuff but like his very like his bubbly personality is getting really really really, yeah, really tested, tested. <laughs> really yeah. tested like he's on his own he can't afford rent he has to what's his job is he just going to school well, he's tutoring Felicia Hardy. Oh, that's right. Her family's rich. That's right. Her family is rich. They meet, I guess, on... And he's got, like, some scholarships. and. Mm-hmm. I don't see him selling Spider-Man pictures to this version of the Bugle. But... No. That is always a little bit of a fun... Yeah, it, I like it. I just don't think, the, I don't think this Bugle works either. Yeah. It'd have to be, like, an anonymous, like, emailer. Yeah. He's just anonymously emailing. And they wouldn't pay for pictures, because there's pictures all over the place. Exactly. Um, but... Yeah, just the idea that he's, like, scrappy, he's making ends meet. Maybe he is interning for, like, a different version of Kurt Connors. Or, mm-hmm. Like, my ideal um, Spider-Man movie that I don't think you could make inside the MCU with, like, the context of everything having to work together is I always wanted, like, a college-age Peter Parker and for the villains to be the lizard in Craven the Hunter. Mm. And Craven comes to New York to hunt the lizard, and then Peter has to protect the lizard from Craven. And oh. fight Craven and also fight off the lizard. Yeah. Yeah. That would be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's the one downside with, not downside, but them introducing all the characters into Tom Holland's yeah. knowledge. Yeah. Is if you're ever going to touch on them again, like you have to. You have to deal with the fact that he's like, oh, I know what's going to happen here. <laughs> yeah. And that, that's where I was building my Green Goblin was that. I think that's really neat. And the tension there is really interesting. Mm-hmm. What would even be more interesting, and they probably wouldn't do, but like if you're constantly waiting for that shoe to drop, and you know that there's a goblin, and Peter thinks he knows what's happening, but then the goblin turns out to not be Norman Osborn. It's like the Hobgoblin? Yeah. It's the orange one at first? Yeah. That was one thing I thought, too, was yeah. that it's actually... Well, in the Hobgoblin, I don't know if you've read those stories, but in the mid-80s when they introduced the Hobgoblin, the, his whole thing was you didn't know who he was. Mm-hmm. And there were all these, like, red herrings set up. But And then when it, the story finally resolved, it was stupid. It didn't make any sense. That's usually how it goes. But, um, like, the mystery of who is the Hobgoblin was part of the thing. So you could do that with Green Goblin, almost. Yeah. And have this built-in tension of, like, oh, it's Norman Osborn. It's not, obviously, Norman Osborn's a Green Goblin. And then you're like, but is it? But he's not. Yeah. That would actually be very... That's a fun little twist, too. Because if he's truly making all this stuff for Fisk, because Fisk wants his own yeah. Goblin at his own command, mm-hmm. he creates all yeah. these pieces for the Hobgoblin, and then... Yeah. Or you could do the Hobgoblin 
and have it be like a mysterious character you don't know and they found the equipment that was left here when oh. it was brought to his universe yeah because they didn't i don't think they brought the glider yeah well the glider just stayed behind maybe it did yeah like some grenades so like fell behind yeah some, some pumpkin bombs, some pumpkin bombs. <laughs> that would be cool yeah and then you have almost the look mm-hmm. of yeah, and that he, like, he spray had, paints it orange or whatever. Whatever, and he goes, I want, a, I want a mask. Yeah. And he he gets the new mask. Yeah, and this way you could explain the mask being, like, crazy, because he's searching for that look on purpose. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have to have it be like, oh, he's making it for the military. <laughs> exactly. It's a Power Rangers goblin helmet for the military. For the military, yeah. <laughs> that, I hated the military aspect, so reminding that fisk is in here yeah oh my that's so much cooler like mm-hmm. fisk just wants his own goblin to control yeah that would be cool because he's just like oh man that thing's like set loose on his enemies and cause chaos and yeah destabilize yeah because they they saw what he did to that one building yeah i mean he fucked he that tore it up just throwing a little boy around <laughs> <laughs> so like through yeah. the floor that would be fun because hobgoblin is fun and then we constantly are teased with norman yeah being fine and you're like god it's got it like something off about this guy but like you know doesn't line up the timing doesn't make sense exactly and then yeah. you just simply go that i guess his most corrupt thing is he took money from fisk but mm-hmm. his motivation is again steal it from freeze yeah. that's my favorite villain motivation because mm-hmm. he's just like he just ran out of ideas and he's yeah. just like i will do whatever it he's takes. just desperate yeah. yeah and it's like you can't hate him for it yeah and that's what i yeah that'd be a very fun I, I get it, but you're being a dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Huh. See, these are a lot of fun options they can do. Yeah, Spider-Man's great. He is. He's just like a more... He's like a more cheerful... Yeah, he's a more cheerful Batman. Yeah, well, he's got, like, he's... He, his villains are the only rogues gallery that are as cool as Batman. Oh, without gallery. a doubt. It, some of them are even cooler. Yeah. Some definitely have, like... Mm-hmm. Like, Fisk is... I like Fisk more than I like Penguin. Yeah. And then I guess that's the most comparison I can... Or a Black Mask. To a degree, I would put, like, Kingpin has become a Daredevil villain. But he was originally a Spider-Man villain. He's just, like, all their villains. Yeah. He's kind of... Well, he was very much, like, he was an amazing Spider-Man villain. And mm-hmm. then when Frank Miller started writing Daredevil, he's like, I'm gonna fucking steal the Kingpin. And Kingpin's way cooler than anybody knows. He, <laughs> he truly is, too. Yeah. I like, I like when Kingpin's just everywhere. Mm-hmm. Just... He's all over. Yeah. He's fucking but, with everybody. Yeah, and then Spider-Man has, like, the Goblin and Ock as mm-hmm. these, like, two main guys to the degree that Batman has the Joker and Two-Face, mm-hmm. I would say, are his, like... Doc Ock is, yeah, very Two-Face. Yeah. I guess I don't know Goblin is, too. Mm-hmm. That flip. Yeah, they all kind of occupy flip. that space. Yeah. It's, it'd be a lot of fun. Because now I, I love the little twist we did with mine. Now I can't stop thinking about that. Mm-hmm. Hobgoblin flying around. Yeah. I'm like, who is it? Yeah, it's Norman. Is it Norman? Yeah, could be. Yeah, because yeah, he's working on that cure. But what is that cure? Yeah, that's what that's what the other Norman was working on. Yeah, and, yeah, exactly. And it's and all just, just like, like tease that out. Exactly, and that's all in his own head because he can't tell anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, he could probably try to tell Daredevil, but Daredevil's like, okay, like, oh, he seems fine. <laughs> Listen to his heartbeat; he's not lying. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, because he hasn't flipped yet. So that'd be cool. Wow. It'd be like, I guess it would be Matthew McConaughey would be a very fun choice. I would love that. Because he could play a good bad guy. Yeah. And I think he would be more interested in that than like a, a hero role. Oh, yeah. So I think you could like get him. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I think if you just told him, yeah, you're going to be Norm, like Norman Osborn. And you're not going to change for like maybe three movies. Yeah. Maybe you're not going to change at all. Who knows? <laughs> maybe not. And that always... Maybe it was you the whole time. Who knows? 
is the cocktease of never-ending cocktease is yeah. when's goblin changing and if you like at the end revealed that it was osborne and that he found that equipment that was left behind by the other osborne you have this whole like t2 thing mm. <laughs> true <laughs> that actually be cool man that'd be a fun one yeah because I do love Peter latching on to somebody as a father figure somewhere. Yeah, that, like, de- desperation. And, like, that's kind of what Raimi did in all his movies, except for the third one. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, this is... Sandman really killed Uncle Ben because we're out of uh, <laughs> Yeah, that was rough. I hate that. That was I so I hate bad. Spider-Man 3. It's There's so a real, bad. like, Gen Z motion to, like, reclaim Spider-Man 3. It's like, it's good. I'm like, no, it's not. It's not good. Shut the fuck up, It's kid. not good. Yeah. Please, it's not good. They ruined so many characters in that movie. They ruined Take everybody. Take from an old man who sat in the theater at midnight and was very excited because he sad. loved Spider-Man 1 and 2 and then was just like, huh. <laughs> they did the laziest black suit I've ever seen in my life. Huh. Yeah. God, what a disappointment, too, because that black suit from the comics is dope as fuck. Oh, my God. Just the black with the big white spider and oh the big white God. eyes. Oh, my God. It's, like, downright sexy when it's on, when it's it's on Spider-Man. Cool. It's... Actually, there's. I think it's a Mike Zach cover. That it's all negative space. Mm-hmm. So it's Spider-Man like falling backwards through like the canyons of New York City, but it's only like windows mm. and eyes and spider emblem. Oh. And everything else is black. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's really cool. It's a great image. It's it's fantastic. Yeah, it's one of the best suits. It's so simple, and it's like the fun thing is it's like such a contrast from that blue and red. Yeah, that's just like oh shit. Yeah. Oh, he means business now. <laughs> exactly. Because um, there are those fun, like... There's been fun stories, right, where he's tamed the symbiote. Like, he has a little bit of the symbiote still, and, like, he's tamed it. Well, there was, there was like, a time when uh, he was dating Felicia Hardy, mm-hmm. and she really dug the black suit. So, so she's after he got rid of it, she just made him a cloth suit Which that is, was the same suit. Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of... he was wearing that for a while. That's the suit he's wearing in Craven's Last Hunt. Mm. That makes sense. That's cool, too, because yeah. she would like that suit. Yeah. Why wouldn't she? And I always really like the idea that, like, he's, like, into her, and she's really into Spider-Man, but she's not really into Peter Parker. And then when she finds out Spider-Man is Peter Parker, she's like, huh. <laughs> That's not Spider-Man anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Felicia would be very fun, especially if she was, like... And a... you could go into the whole thing with her dad being the, the original black cat who was, like, a famous cat burglar, mm-hmm. and, like, maybe the mob killed him, and that's why she's out to take out the mob. Yeah. That's what I would do with that stuff. And, That'd be fun. Yeah. She's still a cat burglar, though. Yeah. She's like, she's got that itch. She's just stealing from them. Yeah. She's but. just, like, cool, and she's morally ambiguous, and she's sexy, and she, like, really excites Peter, who's never, like, met anybody like this before. True. She would have to be, like... Because MJ was a little awkward. Yeah. You'd have to almost have, like, the... She's just, like, the opposite of MJ. She knows exactly who she is. She's confident. She's, like, nothing but confident. Yeah. Yeah. Just like mesmerizing. Yeah. That'd be cool. Who would you, uh, do you have anybody in mind? I don't know. It's hard. I don't know who I would cast for that. Like, you could do anything. She's a character where, like, her ethnicity doesn't matter, so you could go any direction. It's true. Um, kind of like they did with MJ. Yeah. Yeah. MJ was great. Yeah. I, it would be interesting to cast an actress of color, because it does seem like Tom Holland's Peter Parker has a type, because he's with, like, he's into Liz in the first one, and then he's with MJ, so it's like, yeah, you probably, yeah. Peter's down with the swirl, so let's Why not? get a... <laughs> that would be fun. Mm-hmm. I'd be down with that. He does kind of seem like it, too. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know who I would get. You can get somebody like Vanessa Hudgens. Mm. Like, she kind of th- just throws out this kind of, like, slinky, feminine, cat-like power. 
Yes. Yeah. I, I like that. There are a lot of great choices, too, and there's still, like... I didn't really think on that, too. There's, like, a lot of actresses right now that are just kind of popping up, mm-hmm. which is great, but now I can't remember their names. Because <laughs> I'm like... Yeah, just get whoever is good. Yeah. There's tons of options. Yeah. That'd be cool. It just makes sense, too. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, so, I don't know. What are, you, what are your thoughts on my other universes? The uh, Miles Morales and... Like well, I like the idea of Miles Morales introduced in Toby or even Andrew's mm-hmm. universe. Um, like if I like I said, if I was gonna do Toby again, I would just do Craven's Last Hunt. Yeah. Um, and tell that story like real simple and real streamlined. Like I'm torn on that Andrew Garfield thing because I I've always, I still feel he's the best Peter Parker in the worst movies. Oh, without a doubt. So I don't know. I don't know what I would do with him. It's. <sighs> You almost have to lean into, like, what snippets he gave us, like you said. Yeah. You have to kind of... We have to follow him post. Yeah. But, like, what is that story, then, and who are the... Uh, who's the villain? Because what even happened with the Osborns in that universe? Who fucking cares? Because like, <laughs> we had, like, the fucking terrible, like, baby goblin. Whatever the fuck that was. I hated that. I guess you just get rid of them. They never happened. He's just moving on. Well, I, then what's the point, really? Yeah. Um, it, they kind of painted themselves into a very bad corner. Yeah. Yeah, they did. Because they were so fucking desperate to, like, get to... To set everything up for their universe that they just, like, do- like bombed that movie. Mm-hmm. And it's just... Uh, it's a real fucking shame. The only thing I could think of is... If he gets blooped back from visiting yeah. uh, Holland's, it's, like, it's almost like a mini reset yeah. to his... Something changed. Yeah, but I don't. I just don't know what I would do with him. I have no idea either. It kind of sucks. Yeah. Almost like maybe a. Yeah, it'd have to be him finding Spider-Man again. Like he, he kind of he comes back from Holland's. He has this rebirth of. Yeah. But then, like, who's the who's the villain? It'd have to be somebody weird. I think they'd have to go weird. I don't know who though. Oh, you know what would be interesting. Hmm. Is uh, Morlin? Who's that? Morlin was a character that was introduced in um, kind of the late, the early two thousands, or maybe maybe even late nineties when um, J. Michael Straczynski and John Romita Jr. were doing the book, and he's a um, like a weird energy vampire almost, but who exclusively hunts uh, like totemic powered like animal people hmm. so he's after spider-man specifically because he's a, a spider-man oh that'd be interesting yeah and at the end of that story spoilers for like a 30 year old <laughs> or a 25 year old uh, spider-man story he beats him because he lets him drain him oh and then his blood is tainted because it's radioactive oh yeah, yeah, yeah and it like kills or like makes him almost and he just regenerates yeah and he, but he just like yeah so that's but that's how he beats him interesting he beats him through self-sacrifice so he just gives up his spider-man everything no he's fine oh after like he gets better but because he regenerates he dra- he like drains enough energy from him or blood from him where he's like makes it makes him sick because it's not pure it's this radioactive that would be fun. Yeah, he's got radioactive spider blood in him. Well, that'd be like uh, Andrew Garfield finally having like a I can stop being Spider Man because I've you know I've lived a redeemed yeah my failure. He's accepting that if I have to beat him to and I just give up being Spider Man, I'm going to do it. Yeah, 
I'm not a huge fan of Peter Parker resolve or resolving his story by quitting because that's kind of his whole deal is he can't be, stop being Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. That's the promise he made to Uncle Ben or Aunt May. Well, maybe in this one it's uh, that would be a fun way to introduce Miles. He's like my Uncle Ben. <laughs> Tried to wrestle a gun away from a stranger for some reason. For some milk. <laughs> Scott why... Stapps killed my uncle because of milk. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, there's a lot of fun things. We'll see what they do. None of this will probably happen. Sony will probably fuck up somehow. They'll do something else. Yeah, they'll do something terrible. They'll they Venom's fun, right? The only hope is for Marvel to do their own version of Venom. I think they do. Use Matt Gargan because they did that in the comic books. There's a Scorpion Venom. That would be. Yeah. Ooh. That's what I would. That's what I would do. That's my third movie. Fuck. Or that whole idea where Venom takes over different people. Because mm-hmm. they've teased that in like comics where it's like Venom's even taken like over Wolverine and shit like that. Yeah. But that would be kind of interesting to see him like, to see the symbiote trying to find like that replacement. Around. Yeah. That'd be weird. I don't know how they do it smoothly, but that'd be kind of cool to actually see on screen. Yeah. <laughs> like the symbiote versions of these characters. They do that a little bit in the Venom movie. Oh God. You see a female Venom at one point. It's oddly sexy. I bet it was. <laughs> for exactly what they were going for. Yeah. Well, we've been talking about this for quite a while. Uh-huh. Um, this was fun, though. Yeah, it was fun. I always like BSing what ifs. Yeah. So, yours, I love, yours is the winner. I'm choosing now. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. Uh, it was. I really like yours. I like the opportunity to, uh, especially the Goblin stuff. Yeah. Walk around with that prior knowledge that Peter has. Yeah, it was just his only one too that remembers or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Or saw it really. Yeah. So that'd be that would be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we'll see what they do. We're on the wait probably six. Probably, probably not as long as you would think. Yeah, because <laughs> Tom Holland said he wants to take a break from acting, but I don't know if that was. He's probably using that as a uh, yeah. So that's how you get a, this up. That's right? how you get a, That's how you get money. Exactly. Like I don't know if I want to do another one right away. They're like, well, what if you, we give you twenty million dollars? And I was like, well. <laughs> is Sony going to be in charge? I don't know. Well, Sony still owns it, no matter what. Yeah. Even if they keep the deal going with Marvel. It, at this point, they Sony's just... Sony's involved, no matter what. And they're never going to let it go. I don't know what why else do they have. Those I would busters. never fight this. I, if I was Sony, I'd be like, listen, we, how much resources do we dump into this? Yeah. Just take a profit share off of Spider-Man shit. Call yeah. it a day. Mm-hmm. Just run away from it. Stop. They're dumping so much money down the drain. They're paying, like, Tom Holland... Not Tom Holland. Tom Hardy... How much money to go but those fucking... movies are successful. That's true. So they get their money you know, back. They get their laughing in the end. Stop supporting those movies. <laughs> <laughs> this will all be over if you, people stop going to see Venom. <laughs> Fuck. God, that second Venom movie is so wild. <laughs> if that movie crashes and burns and they lose money, they'll just stop. They didn't lose money on it. No, it I mean if it did. Oh, if it did. Yeah. If they like the third one comes out and they like put all this money into it and then just fucking tanks. It was like the biggest opening weekend in the pandemic I know. when it came out. People also, they also, people were very desperate to go to the movies again. Yeah, I'm sure. They were like, fuck it, whatever, let's go watch Venom. Well, there was a lot of dum-dums that liked that first Venom movie. That, like, legitimately liked it. (sighs) I hear that take all the time. It's, yeah, it's it's why you just can't have Venom without Spider-Man. It makes zero sense to me. We can't. You can't have one character that's created off of the fucking obsession with another character. It'd be like having a a solo Joker Joker movie movie without Batman. Let's not live in that world. (laughs) <laughs> and everybody's like, oh, what a smart, intelligent movie this is. I've never seen a movie before. It <laughs> would be even crazier if he drove a taxi around. Maybe that's the sequel. 
What if he wasn't wearing makeup and he just drove a taxi? <laughs> but we'll still call it Joker too. Because fuck you. <laughs> and we're all like, great. There's a whole bunch of money. <laughs> Go have fun. Um, uh, in other news, Batman. Our Batman watch is getting serious. It's coming up. Oh, is that where we're going next? Are we starting our... Uh... Oh. Maybe. I think we have to. Because when does... How far away are we? We are like three months away i think we should then yeah this way we're not like scrambling yeah march 4th march unless 4th. like omicron butt fucks us and they're like everything's closed again uh, it's possible which like you know what go out and get vaccinated yeah i want to watch this movie in theaters be- let it let it become endemic and not pandemic uh, this disease is not going away we just have way. to live with it it's like the flu yes it'll flare up every once in a while exactly it won't be as bad if we just fucking dip it in the yeah. ass again just people think they have the audacity that some disease would try to kill us again. <laughs> it happens, okay? But I don't care what has to happen for me to go see this movie. Like, I will get COVID. I don't care. I will go to the theater. You can cough sp- in my face. You can spit in my fucking mouth. <laughs> I need it just so I can see this. I think that's biological warfare. <laughs> biological I sacrifice. Don't care. Yeah. Sacrifice. I will do anything. It looks good. It looks so good. A lot of the stuff I pre-ordered is coming for my my collection. Perfect. <laughs> so I'm very excited about it. Uh, probably have to take a day off of work just to go see it with you. You're gonna have to. I took 11 days off of work. <laughs> Jack needs all of his vacation time. But if the, I actually have five weeks of vacation every Jesus. year and I never use any of it. <laughs> good God. <laughs> use most of it he's gonna use all five weeks just to watch the batman every I single took, day uh march 3rd through the next week off so i can be off for my birthday but i'm also gonna go see batman every day that i'm off wonderful i love that for you and, uh, <laughs> if they do it like spider-man this year they did uh thursday screenings at 3 p.m okay so if they do that i can go comfortably see it twice in one day and then go see podcast after it perfect yeah I'm down for that. Mm-hmm. We're going to need to immediately podcast after. There's no way around it. Yeah. Too many feelings. But yeah. Let's go do it. Okay. Uh, I think Eva will be up to go for my birthday that, oh, perfect. that week. So she'll go with us and then we'll go podcast about it afterward. I like that. Yeah. God bless her. She What's will. that face, Jamie? Oh, literally not at all. I'm just like, oh, I'm also going to have to take off work at least at noon. <laughs> That's your choice. You can keep working. So yeah, you bring them on. Not for 3 p.m. You don't, have to, you don't have to go. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you don't want to go. You don't have to go. You can read the breadwinner. I was explicitly not invited. It's on the internet now. So, <laughs> I'm just going to show up to the same showing with my own seat sit far away. by yourself. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What are you guys doing here? With your bitter beer. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to do that anyway. <laughs> That's not even, has nothing to do with you. It's fair. It's fine. All right, this is a long podcast, but this was a lot of fun. Yeah, I had a good time. I think, me too. This was good. I always like asking about what ifs. Yeah, I could do this forever. <laughs> I still loved our Spider-Man throw, 3. Yeah, throw me a prompt. I'll do this forever. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah. Okay, but do you have another podcast to get to? Mm-hmm. What? You got to talk about whips and chains. So next, uh, <laughs> next week, do you want to start this Batman playlist? Do you want to watch yes. Clute and then come talk about it next week? Yes, what are we watching? So, okay. Flute? Clute. Oh. <laughs> K-L-U-T-E. Okay. So I made a list of movies based on things Matt Reeves has talked about and things that I've, like, observed as being influential. He has specifically mentioned Clute as mm. um, 
one of his influences. So I think we will watch that and talk about it and talk about what it can mean for the Batman. I like that. I'm down skis. All, All right. right. Clute, not flute. Clute. I, I was like, flute. It's going to be very interesting. It's got uh, Donald Sutherland. Oh. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, wait. We talked about this, I think. Yeah. Does sound cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's her name? Uh, Favorite actress. Jane Fonda. Ooh. Yeah. This is an old one, then. Oh, yeah. It's from the 60s. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Perfect. I love Clute. Not flute. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what a twist to like a flute movie. We'll okay, talk, I'm down. We'll talk about clute. Sounds <laughs> like a sexually transmitted disease. <laughs> TBK. Talk to your about, kids about clute. Talk about clute. <laughs> All right. The more your kids know about clute, the more they can prevent clute. <laughs> Yikes on bikes. <laughs> okay, on that note, goodbye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>